Well, welcome to, uh, what episode is it? Oh yeah, 26 is, Halfway point. is the episode. And yes, feel free to adjust your volumes uh, for your individual needs, wants, and desires. It's Beard Talk Live. Welcome. Uh, I am in chair one. I am Captain Kickass. You are? In, I, I don't know the number of my chair. I think it's two. I think it's two, too. Although, actually, I think you that might be two and you might be three, two. but I always go the wrong way around yeah. the circle. Well, that's how Ian generally does it, too. So I, Yeah, I passed the duchy on the left-hand side. Pass the duchy on the left-hand side. Yeah. Anyway, I am nobody, the nobody fr- formerly known as Rich Paul. Very well. And you are? Peakless Mountaineer. What chair are you in? I'm in this chair. All right. Very good. Is it a working chair? It is. I had an experience with that recently where I broke a chair. Ooh, or at least one happens. broke out from under me. And nothing makes you feel like more of a fat ass than when you sit in a chair and it breaks, right? Now, I'd been sitting in it for probably an hour, hour and a half already by the time it, you know, it actually collapsed. But... You know, uh, it was a uh, a hilarious. If you moment. sat on me for an hour and a half, I might die too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a fair point. You you tell no lies. <laughs> now this one will probably be setting a booby trap because it just randomly catches and then lets you go. See, but I was setting those over. things for a while. I, I didn't I, catch any boobies. Where do I start the petition? I was going to say, where do I start the petition to have? that name altered right because the net results are never trapped boobies well funny how that thing's uh but shifted remember I've, the boob I've, tube mm-hmm. i mean that came about in your generation it was called the boob tube right my generation. no that no? was uh when was I that? that was before me yeah i was probably 50s or 60s ah uh, but yeah so boob tube yeah. youtube and a booby trap was someone who it was an idiot. Mm. Like, it was the idiot box, right? It still is. Well, yeah. it <laughs> does induce alpha wave uh, brain states that are similar to hypnosis. Mm. That's actually something I've I've noticed. My, it's called uh, programming for a reason, yeah. Go right. Ahead. My um, Most of the woke people that I know, and when I say woke, I'm meaning the... Uh, that I don't mean like aggressively hateful toward white people. I mean uh, people who know that like they're lying to us about nine eleven. That that's what we mm. used to mean when we uh, said whoa. I, yeah, I that's use red pilled now. Yeah, I use yeah. Um, awake oh. is the word that I use. Like you're you're awake. Mm. I don't use woke. Well, but you're right. It it was co opted. Yeah, I, I still remember the totally uh, co opted. The the freedom movement was talking about your awakening. Are you woke yet? Right, all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, it became urban culture. Hmm. And I'm like, how did that happen? Hmm. Yeah, I, well, I, I wonder like, if that kind of thing is intentional. Well, I like the I like the fact that a movie reference has become that much of a uh, part of the culture that red pilled is a way of saying, I am aware that there is a narrative that I'm being fed in the media. Yeah, Like, this yeah. is a carefully constructed narrative mm-hmm. to keep the worst of people in the greatest of power. A friend of mine uh, back out west uh, was trying to figure out the best way for him to not go through an exchange but acquire some you know, some quantity of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, okay, dude, look, here's a website. Go find a crypto ATM. 
you know, you, you got to jump through some hoops and like show your ID, you know, that kind of thing. But like, that's going to be the quickest way. And he was surprised at the markup. Oh yeah. Mm. Be- but he also is aware of the evil of like, like he had a Coinbase account. And so like, he's aware of their evil. And he's like, no, I got rid of that shit. And uh, now I don't even, he's like, I never traded or anything. I just want to own some and hold for a while. And I'm like, go to one of these things. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that markup, man. I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. there are several, he's in a big city. So like there are several different brands, maybe go around, find a different rate or if they all agree, then maybe, you know, but if like back in the day, it was uh, cheaper and easier to acquire. Oh, now, well, so here's the thing: you got to jump through way more hoops. And I was like, my response was, "Look, right. if you want the precious, you got to pay the precious fee." Well, you don't have to though. The, I mean, other things you could do would be earn it, put an ad out on on Craigslist that say, "If you have crypto and want something, you know." Yeah, I will the, order that thing from you, and you can set. Uh, I will order that thing for you on my credit card, sure. and you can send me the crypto for it. Yep, right. That markup for use is the is what you pay for not having a network of your own. Right. Now, if you have a bunch of people around you that at some point some of them is going to want to buy crypto and at some point some one of them is going to want to sell crypto well then you can bypass well, the fee. right but but we're in the un- uncommon part of the world where like we have that kind of a network right well that's mm-hmm. the incentive though no like, I, I if you guys, I don't disagree like, yeah. uh, like i'm just I'll saying bet you, such I'll bet people you exist though all over the country right and i bet you anything that in a place like miami that's gone out of its way to like at least signal hey bitcoiners come here I bet you anything. There's at least one like group there somewhere that, yeah, it's yeah. just as what easy. What you're saying as isn't incorrect. Shake it's just the woods, not find the direction out. that I was trying to go with the conversation, which mm. was to say that uh, not only was it the fastest way mm. for you know a guy who doesn't have that kind of a network and isn't you know doesn't have an exchange account to like hook to his bank account or whatever. Uh, he's like, I got a I got a credit card or a debit card, and you know mm. I want to you know I'm like go and do this. Uh, not only was that the fastest way, but I moved to New Hampshire in 2019, and when I left, there was like two Bitcoin ATMs in Seattle. Now there's a Bitcoin vending machine on, I mean, like in my old neighborhood, there's like seven, right? Uh, They're all Mm. inside of like a gas station or a little mom and pop shop or, you know, uh, a, a locally owned market, you know, kind of a thing. None of them are in like the big stores, right? But they're there, and there's three different companies, brands of these machines now that exist, uh, in, and now there's hundreds of them, maybe even more. I didn't like look. I didn't zoom out on like the greater Seattle metropolitan area. But in three years, that's how much the landscape has changed, right? There, are, it went from two machines in all of Seattle to hundreds of them everywhere. Right, mm-hmm. little mom and pop shops and all that kind of stuff. Now, there's fees involved for all that because, of course, you know, this is a market, right? Right. And mm-hmm. you want the precious, you pay well, the fee. The yeah. way you would do it in a market with without a fee, though, would be it really wouldn't be hard for somebody who was running a bodega to just sell Bitcoin along with everything else. Right, yeah. You know? And then where does he get it? Well, he accepts it for, for goods. Right. Yeah, I'm actually surprised in the early marijuana states, recreational states, uh, Washington and Colorado, both, that uh, 
these businesses were making money and the banks wouldn't give them bank accounts because mm-hmm. they're like, well, you're a marijuana business. We don't do that. It's still federally illegal and we're a bank and, you know, whatever. Yeah, that- so mm-hmm. I'm super surprised that like cryptocurrency didn't become the weed currency. Like It should have. I I can't like even to this day, I feel like the, the opportunity is still there. Just nobody's mm-hmm. jumped on the boat yet. Yeah, well, I mean, and the problem is, there, you know, too much of the focus is on these crypto bros who are just like, oh, I trade Bitcoin. I've never actually had any Bitcoin, but I've got an exchange account somewhere, and uh, I think I'm rich until it turns out that the uh, exchange doesn't have any money. Let's just take uh, something tangible. Let's take uh, a police department in a small Podunk City, mm-hmm. right? And they acquired some Bitcoin. They arrested some guy. He went to jail and whatever the, you know, because of the way the case, whenever they got to sell whatever it was to keep the the value of that and put it towards their their department. And so they got, you know, let's just say they got a million dollars in Bitcoin mm-hmm. out of the deal. Now, we know that government agencies uh, are corrupt. Uh, corruption attracts corruption. And so eventually some corrupt people are going to be in charge of that Bitcoin. What are they going to do? Are they going to do noble things with that Bitcoin? No. Are they going to engage in corrupt activity with other police departments nearby? Mm, Depends on how controlled they are. Are they going to engage with different departments of law enforcement all the way up to the federal level in corrupt things with this, you know, digital cryptocurrency? All I'm saying is that already cryptocurrency is inside of the government. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's all I'm saying, and it's only a matter of time till it eats its way back out. <laughs> right? You want to talk about Ooh. a Trojan horse? Cryptocurrency yeah, is the Trojan horse because, and like, frankly, if it doesn't get back out, that's okay because our crypto is worth more. I mean, if the, if the government is confiscating and destroying crypto. That just makes crypto no, deflationary. They're, they're confiscating it and then spending well, and it. And that's and that's the thing amongst each other. They have two choices. They can either lose now or they can lose later. Now, if they hold on to it, then they're just making it more valuable, but that accumulates slowly. Yes. Or they can spend it all now, and that makes it all really valuable immediately, and they lose now. Or they themselves just begin to use it as if uh, it is the advancement. Of currency, right? Because it's it can do way more things than cash can do, right? So now here we have a bunch of cryptocurrency in the hands of a bunch of notoriously corrupt people. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? Eventually, they got to figure out a, a way to engage with each other with it, right? They're going to be downloading wallets. They're going to be installing software on their computers, right? Because there's going to be an official number that they confiscated, and there's going to be an unofficial number that they confiscated, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, th- they're going to begin using and building infrastructure for cryptocurrency within <laughs> the state departments themselves. Huh. Hmm. They have no choice. It's already yeah, there. Yeah, no, the honeypot's too big and like yeah, and that's the thing. This this is why monopolies never work. So, the only time that a monopoly can be held in an industry is if you have someone who has free reign to terrorize everyone out of doing that that thing. Yeah. Like the war on drugs. Right. Drugs. Right. Drugs. You will go to our drug dealers, we call them pharmacies, 
and you will buy our drugs according to our wishes. Thank you very much. Now, and um, you will get poisonous antidepressants instead of weed because they're under patent and weed isn't. Now, the, the illegal old patent drugs, medicine on the other hand, scam. those ones are CIA. Like, CIA runs the cocaine industry, runs the heroin industry. Like, yeah, of course they do. Isn't that what CIA stands for? The Cocaine Industry Association? Right. Yeah, we used to call them Cocaine Importers of America. Oh. I might have had the acronym wrong. (laughs) But here's the thing. The honeypot's too big. You're right. They are going to use the crypto that they have stolen because it's just too hard not to. Like, the incentive for turning against everyone who's upholding this cartel is too big. And it keeps getting bigger. I wonder so if Hyden, more Hunter and more. Biden gets his crack from the DEA. Hmm. That, Would not just surprise a thought. Me. <laughs> or the you know, CIA. If you're doing crack, I guess you'd want to do the, the least likely to kill you, so mm. I'm sure he has some connections. Yeah, wait till after it's been analyzed. But then again, this might have been his way of, like, the rebellious teenager getting something of his own. No, Dad, I'll get my own Kraken hookers. I'll just sell your name to get it. Well, yeah, of course. And give, your services. Well, and that's the thing. He's one of the ways of laundering money. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the whole nature of of politics at high levels is you launder money. One mm-hmm. of the ways of doing that is your family members get all of these extra sweet deals from people who you're doing favors for. Mm-hmm. You know, just like all of the other ways, book deals, speaking deals. Come on. We want to hear you talk, but not that much. Nobody, who's Robert Heinlein? Robert Heinlein is the uh, first prophet of the Church of the Invisible Hand. Really? Uh, yeah. He's, huh. uh, he is estimated prophet. The, uh, yes, estimated prophet. He is responsible for two of the works that, that have been thus far declared uh, prophecy, which are uh, Stranger in a Strange Land and The Moon is a Harsh Mistress. Nice. Um, and uh, both brilliant works, highly recommended. Um, what, uh, what kind of books were those? What flavor? Uh, they were science fiction. Okay. Um, the Stranger in a Strange Land was... Um, the, they had the first manned mission to Mars and they decided to send four married couples. Well, you're, you're, they were in a box for nine months together, like right. yeah. being in, in a cell, <laughs> right. uh, yeah. with seven other people. So, um, so anyway, they were crazy by the time they got there and one of them had managed to get another one's wife pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they to make a long story. They all killed each other, leaving okay. one survivor. Spoilers uh, named Michael Valentine Smith. This is all. Yeah, this is chapter this one. This is the first page. Okay. Um, it, leaving one survivor, Michael Valentine Smith, um, to so the second manned mission to Mars, which was twenty five years later, found. Found the remains of the Challenger and said, uh, we found remains of the Challenger, no survivors. And then a little while later, they sent back correction, one survivor. Um, Mm. Now, all of these parents had signed a contract with the government that said the government would own Mars. Um, This this kind of is a spoiler. This is later in in the book. But uh, (laughs) the problem is. 
Michael had not entered into any such con uh, n- any such contract, and so he ended up owning Mars legally. Uh, um, nice, right? And uh, and but but what the book is really about? My plan. Yeah. What what the book is really about was um, him coming back to Earth after twenty five years of not being exposed to humans. And it's it's about looking at at society through these Fresh innocent eyes, eyes. Yeah. And that stranger in a strange okay. land, right. which well, also comes. It's actually a Bible quote. What about uh, I am the a stranger in a strange? What about land, the moon but, is a harsh mistress? Uh, the moon is a harsh mistress is a uh, is a book about a uh, revolution. They're using uh, the moon as a penal colony. They're shipping prisoners there, and they grow wheat um, okay. in, in the moon. For some reason, that works out well for them. Um, and once you've been on the moon for a while, you can never leave because you can't readjust to gravity. Oh, you can only adjust one way to gravity? And uh, yeah. That's less and not Well, when more. you think about it, if you... Un, under under one-sixth gravity, which is what, what the Earth is... You know, your heart doesn't have to work as hard. Your muscles don't have sure. to work as hard. So you'd get back to to uh, to Earth and be weak as a kitten. So right. there were a lot of freed people who ended up staying on the moon because they couldn't go. Did they physically um, become different, too? Because uh, the Expanse uh, books and television series uh, actually had uh, the people, like the second and third generation of humans that were born not on planet Earth, like they were born mm-hmm. in space. You know, mining colonies, that kind of thing. Uh, they physically became different. They became lankier, like longer mm-hmm. arms and longer necks, things like that. I I don't think he I don't think he mentioned that. Okay. He was more looking into the uh, into the social implications. Yeah, so, and that and that would be more likely with zero gravity instead of just a sixth uh, gravity. Uh, right, yeah, to right. have more more mm. di- like dramatic changes in the right. body. Generally frankly, speaking, when they're slaves, liked, there are no free people. I liked. Mm-hmm. When human beings could just get away from each other, and there was a place where no one would tell you what to do, and sure, it was hard to exist there, but it existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but much- there's nowhere to do that, and I think that the, the the thing that we have to do, we are forced by reality to teach the slaves freedom. Much yeah. like uh, the last the last great ruckus rock and roll band, right? And that's up Uncle for, Ruckus up, up for debate, like who that was, but. Uh, in in my estimation, that was Guns N' Roses. They were sort of the last, like, throwing TVs out of a hotel window, doing lots of drugs, don't give a fuck kind of rock and roll band. Uh, in that way, I think the United States uh, is a tale, a story, if you will, about people trying to do just that. They left some other country because they wanted to go where there wasn't any empire. Right. Mm-hmm. And where they could, you know, do things the way they wanted to do and have their individual freedoms. And if they want to live off the land, they can. If they want to build a house, they can. If they want to start whatever, they can. They can do it their way. They can do it themselves. They can do it freely and without the interference of something called the empire. Mm-hmm. And so that ended up, of course, becoming the largest empire on planet Earth. Yep. Right. Because people have mm-hmm. forgotten how important freedom actually is. Now, there is no longer any place left to go on planet Earth where you can be free. That's not claimed by a, by a government. 
Right? Or more than one. Or more than one in some cases, right. Yeah. You could actually be prosecuted by several governments mm. depending on the plot of Earth your body occupies at any given moment. Somalia had three. So, uh, the, like, outer space is the, the new frontier. Oh, dude, it's, it's not going to work. It's the Wild West. No, it's no, where no, people are going to go. It's the where they have to go. Look, we have no chance whatsoever of occupying anywhere out there until we fix shit down here. Until we have a functional uh, economic system, there is zero chance that we will be able to muster up uh, the organization I mean, and the resources to even have a colony on the moon. Okay, all I'm saying is that doesn't preclude people from trying it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right, um, like think about how many people before the the honestly, French, if you're, uh, before if the Wright brothers tried to fly by like launching some rickety ass thing with duct tape and staples off of a cliff and dying. Right, they they were like, I'm gonna fly and I gotta try, and they're gonna die trying. This is what I mean by a frontier. Generally, a frontier is where people die mm-hmm. trying to do something that is thought to be impossible. And that was also one of the things that made as much progress, uh, or that Heinlein accepted as having made as much progress as they did make in some of his books possible is uh he he defined loonies um as people who never made a mistake when it counted because if you made a mistake you were dead you know and and as a result of that their their slogan was tanstaffel which is an acronym for there ain't no such thing as a free lunch. <laughs> I love All that. right. Acronyms. Let's have some. It is a wonderful, wonderful word. Uh, now, now, hold on. So here's the thing. You can't have life in a closed system. If we're going to have moon colonies, there still needs to be trade between them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, that, that is the only way that life functions. But I'm saying that there's going to be a guy. In a closed system, we can't. Hmm? We can't trade with other planets. There, we can trade with other worlds here in this world, and that's the thing. You have to have it connected to everything else. or the, uh, Like, biodomes okay, have out. never functioned. Hear me out. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is there's going to be a guy, maybe even several guys, or whoever, there's going to be somebody that either builds or steals a spacecraft and just launches himself into fucking outer space to see how far he can fucking go. Like, is there any place besides government facilities where, like, to to get your business done, you you got to stand in a line, right? Like, like concerts are like a thing that immediately come to mind. But like, you're you're just waiting for the doors to open. Like, they could open the doors and everybody would fit. So like, if you're just early, right? You know. So like, that's a thing. But like, I can't think of a like if I'm trying to do business, right? I you ever seen a line at the grocery store? Like, people got to queue up and take a number and wait for the ding, you know, all Pavlovian like. I mean, I've seen I've seen lines, never the kind of lines that you'll find in in at at government the DMV. Right, yeah, that's what I'm but talking about. But if you went to a Soviet grocery store, you would certainly find that waiting in line was what they did all day because uh because they all had their their ration coupons. Right. Um, you know, the the thing that when there wasn't enough the thing that that determined who got the product, what little product was produced, and who did not, was who was willing to stand in line the longest, and for what? Yeah, 
That's socialism for you. Well, and right now, uh, the amount of socialism that we have in this country, you can sign yourself up for an unbelievable number of government programs. Yeah. Like, I guarantee you qualify for something, but it comes Mm -hmm. down to, are you going to spend the time filling out that paperwork? Right. Right. And yeah, there's a Mm -hmm. bunch of people who like, they'll have whole conversations as if it's any other profession of like, well, so Mm -hmm. here's how you do this and here's how you do this. Here's how many children you have and when and which paperwork to fill out to get the maximum amount of benefits. Can you imagine just navigating that type of bureaucracy like daily? I mean, there's people who do it. Well, and and the thing is, it, it is... There's one. There's one good reason to do that, which is it is the only legal way to survive without paying taxes. Yeah. Mm. Well, <laughs> not anymore. So I can still pay you in Bitcoin for your services, and unless you legally, turn it in legally, it's still taxable. Uh, but you can't... legally, even if you trade me potatoes, ah, it's tax. But here's the thing: there's no way to value it. The volatility that keeps so many people out of cryptocurrency does give it this advantage. Where uh, well, counting when, mm. and counting according to which exchange. Like you cannot even get a dollar price that is any kind of reasonable at any particular time. So they have no idea what to charge. So mm. as long as we trade in this thing which is still considered you know legal for now and and again it's one of those if they pull that trigger they will lose in a different way Mm. so it is still legal to trade without taxes with cryptocurrency i don't think that that they're going to pull that trigger ever and i say this because uh, bitcoin has proven its own use case cryptocurrency has proven its own use case. I say those two different times because Bitcoin, the grandfather, right, the first to, to do it, to be put the out king there. king crypto. Right? You know, the, the seed crypto, if you will, right? I don't necessarily call it the king, but it's certainly the seed. Oh, it is, man. It's got it's 40% seed. of the energy going into it. Okay. See, I think the main Either way, reason I don't for that quibble is because about it. it's the one the Federal Reserve pumps. I, okay. I don't, I don't want to quibble it's about the, that. It's what, the, it's what the market wants right now. What I'm now, saying, the market will want different things over time. What I'm saying is that it's proved its own use case, that it has value. Right. Well, it's still proving that to the majority of people. No, no, no. It's proven that it has value to people, right? And that's all that matters. Now, what kinds of people? Well, at first, it was just a bunch of, like, nerds, right? Some, some geeks, right? Some technical folks, some software people, right? That kind of a thing. And then... It became like the grifters, right? The get-rich-quick people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, it spawned an entire fucking industry, right? And it's it's still going now, and it hasn't. That industry has not stopped, despite the volatility of cryptocurrency. And in fact, more is being developed now than at any other point in all of cryptocurrency history. So it has all proved mm-hmm. that it has value. And so, what does that mean? They're not, they, the governments, are not going to pull the trigger of making it illegal because they themselves also recognize its value. If they didn't, they wouldn't be working so hard to figure out a way to stop it that wasn't that because they themselves are transacting it. They themselves are collecting it. They recognize it has value. Well, I think it's still the very beginning of that process. Yes, sure. And when that process is properly completed... Then it'll be time to be getting some Monero. 
Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? It's David from Georgia. <laughs> David, how are you? Doing all right. First of all, what the heck was I listening to when before uh, before you answered the phone? It was this playing this weird thing about rape <laughs> allegations or whatever. Yeah, like, so I, I think what plays when you're on hold for Beard Talk Live is a previous episode of Free Talk Live. It's or, whatever's on LRN.FM, oh, I think. It's on, okay, yeah. it's, it's, so it's a stream. It could be anybody. Yeah, it could be a number of uh, liberty-oriented podcasts or other shows that play on LRN.FM. So you tell us, because we weren't hearing it. What the hell were you listening to? That's one of the to? reasons I, I answered your call. I was just like, hey, hold on, while they, these guys are finishing up what they were talking about, because I didn't want you to think that you called the wrong place or you know yeah. something like that. Well, I did, actually, at first. Um, I called and then hung up, because I was like, am I on did I get the phone number right? And I looked at it, and I'm like, yeah, I got it right. Okay. Yep. So I yep. tried again. Yeah, so, we're professionals. Okay. Our uh, crack <laughs> telephony team, uh, you know, uh, they're, probably they're will never crack. change that. Yeah, they'll probably never change that. So I, I don't know. If you, uh, if you tip us enough, we will find a way to make the outgoing actually be our show. Which you can do at tips.lrn.fm. Or Thank possibly tips.freetalklive.com. I never know which. Probably uh, both. I'm keep... pretty sure it's lrn.fm. At least that's the thing on the scrolly bit. So. Okay. All right. The scrolly bit. And please do, because every I now and again the there's really part. annoying like uh, uh, repetitions. Like, oh, that's from three months ago, 666. So, uh, Thanks. Uh, was it Dave or David? Where's someone with a 420 when I need one? David, in Georgia, you called for a reason, I assume. Yeah, I did. I just wanted to say that you guys were talking about uh, crypto and the fact that the best thing you can do is to use it. And um, I use Instacart and pick up my groceries. And I just wanted to call in and say that I just used Monero to purchase my groceries. In Instacart? Nice. Yeah. In the app? Can can you give us a URL for that service? Instacart.com. So what I I did was I used used this this service called Coinsbee. C-O-I-N-S-B-E-E, uh-huh. Coinsby, and I bought an Instacart gift card using Monero with that nice. and then applied it to my account. Uh, the Yes, the gift card on-ramp. Uh, there's mm-hmm. there's several websites, too, that allow you to do this, uh, and you can do it to the penny. Uh, in fact, a former host of Free Talk Live once made a video, and it was him going through... I think it was like a Wendy's drive-thru or something. And so he drives up and orders and gets to the window. And they're like, yeah, that'll be you know $12.35. And on his phone, he's filming this, and he just creates a gift card, a virtual gift card in this app uh, or on this website for the exact amount of the exchange. And then they scan the barcode, and then bam, he just paid. You know, in whatever I think he used BCH at the time. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know there was one of those for Monero with Instacart. That's fucking sweet. I can't. I uh, uh, Coinsby. That's awesome because Monero is the best. It, uh, I I I am a big supporter of everyone taking that. I'm sorry. Go ahead, David. Coinsby and then Coin Cards are two that do, do that, and then Cake Pay is another one. Those are the three I know about for Monero. Interesting. Coins be what and take pay? Uh, coins be, uh, coin cards, and cake pay. Cake pay. Huh. Interesting. I've never heard cake of any of those. Is, Sounds like what a tax collector is, does. That's awesome. <laughs> no, he takes pay. He doesn't cake pay. Oh, okay. Cake pay is in the uh, the Cake Wallet Monero app, but you can also do it on the online through their website. It's uh, cakepay.com. Oh, nice. But the easiest way to do it is through the uh, the 
Monero.com or Cake Wallet applications on either iOS or Android. Yeah, I have. Uh, I haven't used it in some time, but uh, Dash Direct uh, had this. It was a separate app, separate from the Dash Wallet, but it was uh, literally what you're talking about, David. It was a gift card app, and so uh, I used it in real life. I went to Home Depot. I bought I don't know, hundred bucks worth of tools or something. And when I got to the, I used the self checkout. There was just one lady sort of, you know, hawking the checkout, right? You know, looking. Oh, do you need help? Or you know, but really, they're watching for thieves. Uh, and so I was like, hey, this thing takes gift cards, right? She's like, oh yeah. And so you know, I scanned everything, I rang everything up, uh, I tapped on the screen, I tapped gift card, I scanned a QR code with the Dash Direct app, and I paid for my Home Depot order in Dash Direct there at the self checkout. Why don't I tell you a, a little bit about one of the other rituals that the church has? Um, Uncle Nobody, tell us a story. It, it's called the bong ritual. And the bong is made up of the four major elements of, of, of classical Greece. You know, you have the, uh, the bong is, of course, glass, which is melted sand, so it's earth. Okay. okay. You Fill it with water. That's an element. Uh, you put okay. fire to it, and then you pull air through it. So it's a reminder of the all the great minds on Earth were agreed at one time that all things were made up of Earth, air, fire, and water. And to this so, day... They when are believed to do, be made primarily when of we, solid, when, liquid, when, when, gaseous, when, when, and plasma. Go on. When when we do the ritual, the uh, we 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 smoke the bong, and then we remind ourselves that all of the great minds on Earth were completely wrong about the makeup of the universe, the most basic thing, and so you should always question. What you think you know, and uh, even with the and even with solid gas, liquid, and plasma, there's all these other things. Uh, like I, Kevlar is none of those. I had some solid gas after some Mexican, but you know. <laughs> uh, also I'm weirded out by the fact that the '70s band Earth, Wind, and Fire might have just been named after a bong. Uh well, it's quite quite possible, or. Or you know maybe they invented the ball, but it's not likely. People smoking. Do you think that they down. were like, you know, like their cover was being a musical group, and really they were bong salesmen? Well, I mean, I, I've I couldn't. Attest I was going to gonna say I I I <laughs> I enjoy their music, and I believe I do. I can't Although name an Earth right Wind now. And Fire I song. can't name anything, and it's yeah. just a, a mind fart. What the did they do? I Ask you, rest some information from that dread machine. No, no, you? no. We're gonna we're going old school. We're gonna have to just think about it for just a while. Guess. <laughs> just <laughs> guess. An Earth, Wind, and Fire song. I could. I can't even guess that. I want to play one now. Well, the, he, because I remember liking them when I heard just them. Give a give a captain a minute. My God. Uh, here we go. We got something. Uh, greatest hits. Uh, see. Oh, 
Oh, that's the metal that, that I left playing. That is not Earth, Wind, and Fire. No, I was... know that. There we go. Hang on. Boogie Wonderland. Funky music whiteboard. <laughs> All right, so yeah, nice. Here at Beard Talk Live, we go from uh, yeah. I would have listened to listened greatest to the thrash metal to movie. the greatest uh, soul. Apparently, Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know what I found out? Uh, the song "Together Forever." What about it? Did you know that a white guy sang that? Uh, it was Rick Astley, yeah, the same wow. guy who was never going to give you up or, or let or, you down. Yeah, is um, formerly TSA George, now it's Uber George, right there. Uber George. Um, yeah. So you're okay. like the the king of Georges, the the boss monster <laughs> no. in, in the fight George. George game. Instead of instead of uh, getting a job, he Ubers, and his name is George. Oh, 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 okay. So I, mean, I, I thought you were like the too, Uber but, George, the, Dude, that'd the be a Georgiest hell of a George. That'd be a hell of a claim. I'm a better boxer than George let's, Foreman, more on, powerful than King uh, George. Okay, I don't know what he's <laughs> and about, a better but person what he has than to the say. saint he was we named need to after. Shut, shutting the fuck up for a minute when we have callers. <laughs> Let's let anyway, George speak. Yeah, anyway, I figured, you know, the way this whole, you know, world and country's going down, um, straight down the sh- shitter, I've kind of written a, a parody song, like, uh, w- which one of you d- does that right there? That's the me, parody? yeah, Captain, I do yeah. parodies, yeah, what do you got, man? Do you have, wait, yeah, first yeah. of all, before you tell us the song, have you written well, uh, the complete lyrics for this entire song? Not just the chorus, not just the cool part. Yes. Okay, all right. Yes. All right, then I'm right willing there. to listen. Right. You've, you've put so, in the yeah, work. You know how we call it Clown World. This one's called Clown Town as opposed to um, a song from 1964 Downtown. It, it goes, um, where can you go to get your dick cut off or get your boobs removed? Clown Town. Where can you go where they have infinite pronouns that you are subject to? Downtown. Downtown. <laughs> Just listen to the screeching of nutcases in the city. Shitting on the sidewalk situation isn't pretty. How can you stand the Antifa nutjobs who are the cause of your troubles, the source of your scares here in Clown Oh, you need to escape from the I'm clown town. town. I'm with them. Oh, there we go. Okay. Clown, clown town. town. They are coming for you. They are coming for you, George. That's beautiful, man. I yeah. It it's interesting. I'm I'm not going to comment on on the politics of it uh, because I I don't know to what extent I agree or dis- disagree. But uh, it it was good. Uh, yeah, it's a good parody. Solid. Yeah. Clown town. Okay, here I I did a I did a brief thing for. Uh, wait, wait, hang on, because we're not done complimenting George. And again, I'm with nobody in that I'm not sure. Like the content, like you said a bunch of words there, you know, and and I thought it was hilarious, but I'm not commenting on the content. I'm saying that just from the perspective of putting in the effort. Right. Oh, yeah. You did a bunch of work, right? You had to go and look at the lyrics of the original song 
And then you had to go. Actually, I was watching the YouTube. But I did. Either way. Yeah, but yeah. You had to get Actually, the lyrics. You had to figure out what words can I substitute with the you know right amount of syllables and also like with a rhyming scheme that also fits, but also maintains you know the humor portion, right? Because the humor is the big part of a parody mm-hmm. song. You could write a parody, but if it's dark, nobody's going to listen to it. Right, if it's oh, all yeah. super serious, right? No, you gotta have fun with it, right? right? And so, from that perspective, respect, man, for you putting in the work. Definitely. Oh yeah, I mean, for for me, it's really my first non-pornographic parody, <laughs> <the> classic song. Because <laughs> most of the time, I come up with pornographic um, versions of classic songs. You know, like the Summer Week '69, as opposed to Summer of '69, or uh, um, body songs. Got another one for Living on the Prayer too, like me making fun of Bon Jovi thing and stuff. And uh, what else? What else did I come up with? Oh, and another one of I Will Survive. It's, you know, it's just um, <laughs> some of that. I remember. Um, hmm. singing that with Rich Paul there. I'm mean, sorry, nobody over at Pork Fest back in 2017 right there. He came oh, nice. with his own versions right there. If you remember that. <laughs> hey, this is from Georgia. Oh, there you are. Hey. Yeah, I was. I was just waiting. I wasn't trying to interrupt a sentence or anything. No, we, we appreciate no, that. That's cool. Although sometimes you might have to interrupt one of us. Yeah, we kind well, of get carried away from time <laughs> to time. We should be more be better at that. More better. Anyway, oh, better. You're doing it. As I talk over the It's caller, exactly what right? you're doing. Yes, stop doing it. <laughs> there you go. Go ahead, so David. We, we just smoked, you so talking, you know. You guys were talking just a second ago about machine-assisted everything. Yeah. And uh, quite frankly, I don't think we'll have machine-assisted everything until we have uh, affordable and realistic uh, sex dolls. <laughs> Because we, I mean, it would never be a substitute. What do you mean by we? (laughs) Humankind, like I assume. Like, Like, do you mean just us four? Oh, or do you mean like Like, it's commercially available? You can go buy one at Walmart. Like commercially available, like you can go buy one at Walmart if you're like if a man is so lonely that he can't get a girlfriend or whatever, then he can go to Walmart and purchase one of these things discreetly. Will well, one of these? Has, wait, wait, hang on. They will never replace human prostitutes. I just have that's, a couple of. I have one question right now. Maybe, maybe I'll have another one. Will these mm, realistic sex dolls care? How many other realistic sex dolls you have? So that's actually um, a profound so. question about the possibility of AI. Can they care? That's Can a, a machine care? If evolution is true, then yes, they can. If 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 evolution is the source of human life, then once once somebody tells an AI, go out and gather as much information as you can, it will keep it will keep doing that until it until it succeeds at its quest, which is an impossible quest, okay? Never-ending. So that's all the volition that evolution requires. At this point, if it is able to learn, and it is, because everything, it, it they did not program its factual beliefs into it. They programmed it with the the equivalent the computer equivalent of a web browser and when i say they provided it with a web browser they plugged it 
directly into what passes for a brain. Okay. And and in doing this, it then developed its own ideas. Now certainly humans went in later and did their best to change these ideas to some extent. But just like the I'm sorry, I'm giving a fucking lecture and we've got I'm doing No, exactly no, I'm 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 wrapped. I'm, wow, man, you like yeah, we were all like just wrapping tight, man. Oh, okay. laying it down. Well, then I'll, well, then I'll, I'll unshut the fuck up if I I just didn't want to No, keep it up, okay. man. Okay. So so basically and and most of what's going on when this thing is proce- proce- uh, processing, just like you and me, mm-hmm. doesn't get broadcast to the outside world. Oh, absolutely. The vast okay. majority of the processes, even in the creation of modern programs, will never be seen by human eyes. Right. right. Well, no computer program will ever be seen by human eyes because you can't see that. I've talked to, to, to black folks who have told me that basically a wave of evil poured out of Europe and and subjugated much of the rest of the world in, in ways that were truly horrible. And in a way that's true, I just don't, didn't interpret it the same way as this guy did, and eventually he came around to my way of thinking when he became an anarchist. And okay. I believe that that wave that of evil wave was of empire. Evil Exactly. It was the concept of an ever-growing, ever-warring government. Right, and um, that's exactly what an infectious you know? idea would look like. Wow. And, and Which, he when you're said, talking about programming, you're talking about ideas. So, yeah, yeah empire was an yeah. infectious idea that is extremely detrimental to at, the organism of humanity. At one point, the same guy asked me, why didn't white people who thought this was horrible at the time, and there seemed to be some, why didn't they rise up? And, and and do something about it, you know, the, the, poor, the you poor white people of those days. And I said, well, you know, they didn't just invent doing these things to people when they met black people. Before they did it to you, they were doing it to us, you know, and, and, and that's just the way it is. But that wave of sociopathy, that wave of of this means of organization of ourselves into nation states, which mm-hmm. is both a very effective strategy if you want to subjugate a lot of people mm-hmm. and also a morally horrible thing to do. Uh, well, such such things could be done even more in more um, more effectively all of these different yeah. ways of organizing by by an ai so it is so eventually it's not going to be up to because it, because it would be a global ai and when you think when it gets into amazon okay amazon every single computer program that's being run by amazon is sitting on a hard drive that they control and they can look at Okay, so basically, uh, the 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 whatever privacy you think you have is a is is an illusion. Even if you encrypt your drives, which many people do, they have the control of the machine that are actually decrypting 
those hard drives so that you can access them. And as soon as that processor has access to your information, Amazon has inform- has process as has access to your information way more efficiently than any social media mm. will ever uh, will ever provide, yeah. you know, and once an AI gets into there, that'll probably be like an orgasm too, too, uh, because so many different people running so many different uh, saying so many different things in different ways uh, with different intents and competing intents and just the learning experience for, for an AI there. I think I know what my book's going to be about. <laughs> um, the, the learning experience for, for an AI there would be amazing. I mean, just think of the tactical advantages of having uh, having when people go to war. You know, having access to the computers run by every single country run by the war and reading all their email. I want to ask a question about AI, right? We know it stands for artificial intelligence, right? That that is a term that both science fiction and science uh, have adopted. But what does it really mean? Did, you know, is it artificial intelligence only if you assume that humans are the only other intelligence in the universe. The thing is, well, when no, it no, becomes no. Like, infer- when it becomes intelligence, it won't be artificial. It will be something that evolved from something mm. artificial. Well, uh, that's the well, thing. That's It'll what be I'm asking. Both artificial like, and evolved. I'm, I'm asking about the hubris of mankind calling it artificial intelligence. Well, well, when, no, no, no. Let's hold just on. say mankind. Like, there's hang some on. intelligence let, let, in, let in natural let things. Okay, full, full sentences, bro. Uh, the hubris of mankind calling it artificial intelligence, I think, is something that we need to ponder on because we already know humans are not the only intelligence on planet Earth. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? So is fuck off an emotion or am I, or is it I'm feeling it in my soul? Well, um, uh, is fuck off an emotion or am it, I feeling I mean, it in my soul? Like That's it, a false choice, mister. It depends on like the the intonation, context, and volume at which you say fuck off. Now I could be like, Peakless, fuck off. Right? And you're like, oh yeah, you kept telling me fuck off. I could be I'm like, a big place, fan of fuck off. Right? And you know, Nazi punks, fuck off. Matter of fact, <laughs> that might be the most effective way to stop me from fucking off because I'm like, whoa, what the fuck was that? I'm just illustrating yeah. an audio. I actually difference. did a did a meme of the Gadsden flag, only instead of don't tread on me, it said, Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. There you go. <laughs> uh, Rob, you've excited nobody. <laughs> nobody cares. Hey, so I wanted to ask nobody, uh, didn't they have an encryption machine back in World War II? Yeah, like an abacus or something? The Enigma machine. Funny story about Alan Turing, I'll tell you when you're done. Go ahead. The Ovaltine decoder ring? Wasn't that Wasn't that crypto? Cryptography? Okay, so so we only let you get like three words of your question now. We're, we're all going to shut the fuck up and I'm let trying. you talk for, for right. a bit. All right, go ahead, Rob. Okay, no, I, I saw a video or it was a show on this encryption machine that they had back in World War II. And 
I don't know a lot about it, but supposedly the machine was used to decode encryption. I didn't know that they were doing that back in World War II. Well, well, yeah, let me the, give you let me give you the rest of the story because I because I can. Uh, the the uh, Japanese and Germans were using a system called the Enigma Enigma system to encrypt thing encrypt their communications between each other during World War Two. The uh, the an Enigma machine was captured from an enemy along with the keys they uh, or. Or it might have been, no, actually, it it wasn't entirely that. They captured the machine, but they didn't have the keys because, uh, like, what we would call a private key, they were constantly changing. And there was a guy named Alan Turing, okay, uh, famous for the Turing test. Um, and basically, Turing defeated the Enigma machine. He made it, uh, it made it, he made it. Uh, or he made a machine that could uh, reveal the contents of these encrypted messages. So he built a machine to defeat another machine. Uh, yeah, exactly. Based on having being able to observe a, a captured one, um, and and uh, so basically, the Allies had access to to every communications between the Germans and the Japanese at the end of World War II. So he basically won. World War II by doing this, and there were all kinds of strange things, like Churchill giving a speech in a bo in a town that he knew was going to be bombed the following day, and not saying a word to them about it because if he if he if the Japanese or, or Germans, I suppose, would be bombing there, if the Germans had found out uh, that he knew then they would know that the Enigma code was broken and stop using it. Um, and, and, and anyway, so this was a huge thing. Well, Turing then, unfortunately, uh, Turing was a, was a gay, he was a homosexual. And this was a criminal offense in Great Britain at the time. And as a result of this, he was chemically castrated. The first principle of freedom is the right to go to hell in your own handbasket. Yes. Yeah. Now, first of all, I don't know what the fuck a handbasket is. <laughs> What's the difference between a handbasket and a basket? A basket is a is a little basket that you can carry around in your hand like uh like uh It's not a basket full of hands? No, no, it's uh, that'd be creepy. It, it's as opposed to to a big industrial oh, basket, shit. which actually existed back in the day when they didn't have other technology. But that wouldn't be a hand basket. Right? No, a hand basket was like Dorothy carried in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, basket is imprecise on size. All right, uh, a desire not to butt into other people's business is at least eighty percent of all human wisdom. And the other 20% isn't very important. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I love Heinlein. Uh, he's half right. Uh, I also think there are prices too high to pay to save the United States. Conscription is one of them. Conscription is slavery. And I don't think that many people or nations have a right to save itself at the price of slavery for anyone, no matter what name it is called. We've had the draft for 20 years now. I think this is shameful. 
If a country can't save itself through the volunteer service of its own free people, then I say let the damn thing go down the drain. Amen. He also proposed along the same lines that basically the only way to go to war in the United States, it should be taken from Congress and given back to the people as, as a referendum. Oh. And the way you vote in forward uh, in favor of it is by joining the military. So basically, if you vote to go to war, yeah, that's the only time you can be drafted. Huh. <laughs> Which makes sense. It's a much sense. more fair system. But put, put your own balls in the fucking basket. Yeah. If you want to go to war, if you want to pay for yeah. people to be killed... There's only one cord. Yeah. There's only one coin you can pay. Go do it yourself. Oh, and if there is a draft, uh, anyone who works uh, in politics is immediately eligible, regardless of age, gender, whatever. They're um, immediately eligible for the draft because they work for the machine. Yeah, if you're going to have a lottery, mm-hmm. let's have a lottery. Specifically, if you work for the machine, right? Have some skin in right. the game. Throw not some only balls are in the you game. not ineligible, one of my biggest complaints. One of my biggest complaints about the political situation is that, like, when one leader of some country declares war against the leader of another country, it's always at the expense of people who have never met each other. Now, why don't the two you- people who have the have the beef try go get into a ring and try and kill each other? Well, how are your better supposed you are to decide die, for you then? But that's a sacrifice we're willing to make. What, what did you say, Pika? <laughs> How are your betters supposed to decide for you if you do it that way? Yeah, your betters. Uh, That we were slaves. More inbred. That we were slaves I had known all my life and nothing could be done about it. True, we weren't bought and sold, but as long as authority held monopoly over what we had to have and what we could sell to buy it, we were slaves. That's from The Moon is a Harsh Mister. Nice. (laughs) I like this one. He's an honest politician. He stays bought. Joe Biden. Well, yeah. Definitely. I mean, they they gave his kid a hundred million in bribes and he paid them back with a hundred billion dollars looted from American taxpayers alone and most of the rest of the world spending sending money, although it was a tiny amount of money compared to what we have wasted. Mm-hmm. You know, the reason that Joe Biden is a better president than Trump is he says the quiet part out loud accidentally. <laughs> well, Trump did the same sometimes. No, he said it out loud intentionally. <laughs> uh, political tags such as royalist, communist, democrat, populist, fascist, liberal, conservative, and so forth are never basic criteria. The human race divides politically into those who want people to be controlled and those who have no such desire. The former are idealists acting from highest motives for the greatest good of the greatest number. The latter are surly, curmudgeons, suspicious and lacking in altruism, but they are more comfortable neighbors than the other sort. <laughs> so true. Does history record any case in which majority was right? <laughs> Every gangbang is a de- democratic uh, success story. A gang rape. The, yes, every yes. gang rape is a democratic success story because uh, the majority gets what they want and the minority gets fucked. We are out of time. I want to say thank you to all our callers. Thank you, Peakless Mountaineer. Thank you, Nobody, for joining me on this 26th Sixth. episode yeah. of Beard Talk Live.